0: more people like Mary Black, younger people, less the kind of grey-suited sort of classic establishment figure could reinvigorate politics?
1: Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Bletherd. I'm Sean Macdonald and my guest is Mary Black, MP. I chatted to Mary about her early life and her first involvement in local politics, which eventually led to her running in the UK general election in 2015 for the Scottish National Party. At just 20 years old, Mary defeated Labour's Shadow Foreign Secretary Douglas Alexander in the battle for Paisley and Renfrewshire South in 2015. It didn't take her long to make an impact in the House of Commons. Her emphatic and resounding maiden speech instantly went viral and became a focal point of discussion on the usual political programmes but also crossed over into the mainstream culture and awareness. When the Loose Women panel are talking about you, you've certainly made a splash. We talk about the old boys club culture that exists within the House of Commons and I don't hesitate to give my opinion on the conduct and behaviour of elected representatives when debating national matters. They make me ill and I'm not one to ever hold back and putting my point across. You'll certainly hear that when this subject comes up. There's an antiquated culture and environment within UK government that exists and is maintained for a very obvious purpose to make the upper class feel perfectly at home and for it to seem alien and strange to all outsiders. We take a wee look at that as well. Mary is understandably viewed as a strong role model for disenfranchised young gay people, given that she is a shining example as to how you can prosper and flourish regardless of sexuality or background. I asked what I saw to be some pertinent questions as to how societally privileged people such as myself Can be an ally to the LGBTQ community and I was very interested to hear Mary speak about this. I feel like I learned a wee bit and it's something I'll do my utmost to maintain. I'm most definitely of the belief that the privileged few in society have an irrefutable responsibility to use their power to speak up for and elevate marginalised groups and individuals. I brought up the mental strain that can grip MPs as a result of the combined pressure of the role in modern society including the frustration and anger that arises from misrepresentation of general character and deliberate distortion of comments made. Mary actually takes the opportunity to address her regret over using the term Plastic Irish, something that caused quite a stir at the time, but she's able to give her explanation as to where the remark came from and provides a much broader context, which is vitally important. I think after listening to this part, anyone who has a severe criticism over this is going to ease up a wee bit. I was very, very keen to discuss the potential benefits to society of decriminalising drug use. Treating drug addiction as a mental health issue as opposed to a criminal offence would have unimaginably positive reverberations across so many parts of society and it's absolutely the next step to progressing as a society. We touch on the surging cocaine use across Scotland and the direct and obvious links between that and the terrifyingly disproportionate suicide rate across the nation, particularly in young men. We talk about the minimum voting age and why it should be lowered to 16 and the outdated voting system that currently is in use when electing MPs to Westminster and how we personally believe that the proportional representation system would be a far more democratic and modern way of working. We cast our eye over the level of political engagement, pre- and post-Scottish independence referendum, and the ever-changing socio-political landscape in the wake of the turning point in Scottish and UK politics. Things haven't been the same, and while they may not be perfect, I would personally take the shifting tides over accepting what was previously in place every day of the week. We talk about the need for patience and compassion when debating and discussing politics. People have learned the harsh way that Virtuolic exchanges and berating opponents, no matter how frustrating their perspective may be to you, is not going to influence any change. Progressive dialogue, while easier said than done, I do accept that, is the key to influencing that change. Now, it's not all heavy chat. Mary explains how she unwinds and relaxes away from the job, living a relatively normal life of supporting party Thistle. Unlucky. Spending time with family and friends and even admitting to watching Love Island is a guilty pleasure. Mary's a person that fervently expresses herself, and that can cause divided opinion, which is natural in politics, but whether you're a big fan or perhaps not so much, I would say listen to this conversation, and then make up your mind. What you'll hear is a thoroughly decent and principled person who's committed to a role as an elected representative, and also somebody who's a good laugh, and a very genuine person. In my opinion, you can't whack that, so fair play to her. As always... The conversation will continue over in Flick Chat, where we're discussing each episode and the themes within them. I'll share the link to join on Twitter. Everybody's welcome. Finally, recording this was great fun. It made me laugh and it made me think. Hopefully, it makes you do at least one of those things. If you enjoy this episode, feel free to share it in social media or just pass it on to somebody. Cheers! So today in the studio we've got one of Scotland's fastest rising stars. This is somebody who's got a quick wit, speaks captivatingly with humour, intelligence, precision, all in equal measure. Uh, Mary Black's also here.
0: <laughs> how you doing? i good, how are you? I was going to say, you've not met me if that's <laughs> <what> my <I'm laughs> <true.
1: laughs> I just, I always try to act a idol just so we get right into it. Uh, thanks for joining. No, cheers for having us. So you had a bit of a mad yeah. rush to get up here for London last night? Aye,
0: last night. It was a bit mental.
1: What, what was it? you were voting think. on something, what was it?
0: I was voting on, uh, it was gay marriage and abortion rights in Northern Ireland. Hmm. But it was kind of contentious because, of course, I'm not from Northern Ireland. Uh, but I suppose my thinking was, Northern Ireland's not had a government for three years and we mm-hmm. don't look li- as though they're getting any closer to having one. So whilst I know that there's women currently suffering, if I can do something to help that, then I'll do it. Absolutely.
1: Um, I'd like to ask you, there's quite a lot of things to talk about, but I suppose we'll go back to early days. So, mm-hmm. you know, you were born and grew up in Paisley. Mm-hmm. What was early life like for
2: you?
0: Well, to be honest, because my house was right in the edge of... Uh, Paisley, so I actually, most of my time was spent in Cardonald, uh, mostly, because I went to school in Glasgow and stuff like that. Um, So I I was always kind of one foot in each (laughs) camp almost, Uh, but I was just normal.
1: So have you always been sort of politically minded or engaged in politics?
0: Um, When I look back now, I think yes, uh, I clearly have been, but at the time I wasn't conscious of it as such because mm-hmm. the, the people that I was surrounded with and the sort of conversations that I was listening to growing up were always of a political nature because yeah. and I suppose that's how I've got the point of view that politics is in everyday life, it yeah. does affect everything because that connection's always been pointed out to me mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, no, I have been pretty political.
1: So how I mean, because, again we'll, we'll go deeper into this, you're obviously the youngest ever MP, mm-hmm. well since the Reform Act of 1832. Uh-huh. Um, but h- how did that come about, you know, you running for that seat to begin with?
0: Well that, I mean it wasn't planned, you know, at no point did I decide that I wanted to be a politician as mm-hmm. such. It was more, because uh, I'd worked really hard during the referendum campaigning, that of course we lost the referendum, heartbroken, mm-hmm. but I thought, Do you know what? we've not done all of this groundwork just to go back in my box yeah. and for nothing to change. No, if, let's see what we can do. And it was at that time that a couple of folk were you know, suggesting to me that I should put my name forward. And I was going, don't be stupid. That's, no. <laughs> I'm 19, but I'd be 20, no chance. Uh, but then I, they would sit and argue out with me and go, well, actually, if you know your stuff, if you understand the issues that folk are uh, experiencing in everyday life, and you're capable of arguing a case, then what does it matter what age you are? And I thought, actually, that's quite a good point. Okay,
1: Because what I was going to ask, and you've kind of partly mm-hmm. answered it then, did you have like an element of self-doubt as you were it? Because to me, mm-hmm. to, from the outside in, you know, viewing your maiden speech, having followed your career thus far, mm-hmm. you seem to me to just be completely you know I have like a deep rooted belief in yourself you know was that something that you had to develop over time
0: no it's, i suppose it's not so much a a real deep belief in myself it's more i just think the, the way i work is if there's an issue i want to understand it mm-hmm. and i want to understand it from every single angle because only then can you start you know teetering it and moving it around and trying to solve a problem um so I've naturally just been really interested in finding things out but once you do that and you've got a topic and you go do you know what I've really looked through all this I can talk about it with confidence because mm-hmm. I've done the work for it so it's not so much as a, a belief in me it's more as a belief that I know if I put the work in I, yeah. I, the result will come so that's how like in, the, in parliament stuff I don't fuss about talking every week and, you know, constantly being in the chamber, because a lot of the work goes on behind the scenes, uh. I'm more of the opinion, no, I think I'll really add something to this debate I'm going to, I know more about this so I'm, I'll contribute mm-hmm. so, that's how I've been working and it seems to
1: be It's did good stead so <laughs> far Aye, eh? It
0: seems so, so don't break
1: it. Break it if it's not broken. So, it. It, right, So, twenty years old. Uh-huh. 20, uh huh. Twenty. Twenty years and two hundred and thirty-seven days old. You became the youngest ever MP in modern times, anyway. Uh-huh. And for comparison and context, when I was twenty, mm-hmm. I was getting pissed in Kelvin Grove <laughs> with my pals right in the summer. So, uh, to t- t- try and picture myself at twenty to be to be working yeah. as an MP, to be standing up in the House of Commons, and to everything else that comes with a job. Mm-hmm. I really can't fathom it I can't imagine it I mean how do you how do you prepare yourself for that or is it, is it something you just grow into I know we've kind of touched on that but is it something that you just as time goes you just kind of grow into the role or do you Yeah have to... it's,
0: it's more I suppose because politics is constantly shifting mm-hmm. and it, it's constantly moving and like that circumstances can can change because for instance if you asked me two years ago are you are going to vote in Northern Ireland I'd say no chance Aye. but the politics has changed, so you have to take things as they come. Um, so in that sense, yes, it is something that you kind of grow into. But for me, I where I get the confidence in myself is because I seem to have a system that works for me, mm-hmm. where I, I go and I do my homework, find stuff out and figure out what I think. Um And if you can keep doing that, even though the politics is changing and stay self-aware and make sure you're still actually connected to the real world, then I I think most folk would be all right, I think.
1: See, a question I never hear people asking politicians Mm -hmm. or MPs is why? You know, why do you Mm -hmm. do it? Why do you continue to do it? Because obviously your reasons for starting and your reasons for continuing could change. Would you say it's then just that because, you know, you've you you sort of deeply value your beliefs or, you know, what you're kind of fighting for? It's Well, I I
0: totally. I mean, you've got to know what you stand for, otherwise you shouldn't stand for Parliament. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember one person asking me, hey, I'm, I'm looking to get involved in politics, and I was just wondering, hey, what party do you think I should join? And I was like, Jesus, do not get involved in politics <laughs> if you don't even know that. Aye. And so, yeah, no, it, it, it does... For me, it comes down to because I don't want to be doing this job forever. Mm-hmm. If I'm 50 and still in this, uh, you know, I, it probably will be quite depressing. I think that you should only be in politics so long as you think you're adding something or you're actually doing something. And at the, this moment of time, every constituent that comes to us, we work tooth and nail to try and get it sorted and mm-hmm. um, with that in big debates and things I think I do articulate things and um, you know contribute things that have been missing for quite some time but I've eventually I'll get older so I, the new generation should come Aye, in um, so I'm only ever going to be in politics so long as I feel that I'm actually adding something to it because um, if you start then just seeing it as a cushy job you're the problem
1: While well, we're on that subject to cushy jobs mm-hmm. and you know jobs for the boys so mm-hmm. in 2016 you spoke to Owen Jones in an interview yeah. and you said you felt that Westminster was an old boys club and excluded from reality and three years later as mm-hmm. world tentatively moves into more enlightened territory mm-hmm. do you do you see any changes in that fabric of the House of Commons no. or is it very much the same
0: exactly the same do you
1: think it'll ever change no neither do I no
0: and I'm glad we agree I think we agreed quite a lot. I think you know we'll probably find more No, it's it definitely is still, you know, it, it is designed as it is a private club that masquerades as a parliament. Yeah. Because once you're in it, it's it's a world unto itself, and you know that you could make arguments for <clears throat> you know the the hours and. Yeah. You know how dysfunctional it can be at times, of course, politics can be, but fundamentally, this is a place that doesn't even have a rule book. Mm-hmm. The book it does have is years old and it's all down to the perspective of the speaker. So it's Paul Luck who the speaker is. Aye. So uh, I do, it's totally designed to keep power in there, yep. and no matter what kind of avenue you've got as an opposition MP, whether it's a private members bill, whether it's questions, whether it's amendments on bills, Mm -hmm. you don't change anything. It's impossible. They've got the numbers.
1: Aye. I feel like uh, we've heard it said loads of times, and I think it's pretty much accepted fact that it's Mm -hmm. designed, or the way it is, is also the way the interiors of, you know, your private schools, your sort of elite schools Um, look, and it's so that these people are very comfortable within that that environment.
0: I completely see how folk just slot Aye. in, <laughs> no bother because it is, it's, it's like walking about well see I, I was talking in Eton about I think it was three years ago I and mean, when I was walking through Eaton. I swear to god they had the same pictures as Aye. Westminster, the same sort of wooden panels, everything and I thought oh, my god I can now see how that's such a comfortable jump Aye. for some
1: folk You know, One of the things that gets me angry so like every time I watch any type of debate or indeed any footage for Westminster I end up Incensed, like livid, mm-hmm. jeering, shouting each other down in yep. place or, you know, in lieu of any rational discussion or debate. Yeah. And it rattles me to my core because you're seeing elected representatives in the UK mm-hmm. behaving like monkeys in a cage. And yep. can I just say, right, my sincere apologies to monkeys because, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, as an insult to monkeys. Put Aye. it this way. Monkeys throw shite at each other, yep. right? And they behave better than these mugs in Aye. Westminster that we see. I mean, it, it absolutely winds me right up in the... Do you, you think these actually, theatrics, are have to distract for the actual issues? Uh,
0: oh, I totally, uh, completely. But it's also, I think it's a, a symptom of how the place is run because Aye. they're allowed to do that. It's hmm. it's almost like it's a it's like a football game. I mean, I I say to the office that now i only go into the chamber with shoes with laces on them so that by the time I've untied it, I don't want to launch it. Not <laughs> Camden, but it's as it it's. The, the chamber itself is a, a theatre. Nobody goes there for an actual debate. In fact, the time you want to watch a debate is when the chamber's empty mm-hmm. because you, the few people that are in are the ones that are actually interested in yeah. it and there's the space to actually have meaningful conversations. So some of the, the best debates are never watched by anybody. Aye. But when it's a big issue and everybody's in, oh, it's total theatre. It's
1: yeah. just see the Deputy Madam Speaker that was presiding when you did your maiden speech aye. Eleanor by the way right not having a dig right uh-huh.
0: but I love Eleanor right, by the way no, I watch I, I,
1: I listened, I listened <laughs> to her speaking and I was like alright so she's from Oxford or oh, yeah, Eldersley. Eldersley away go man but the Everyone's thing everybody <laughs> applauded you and she's like no hey Ele- don't applaud you have to say why do you have to say aye, aye. what is, aye. We, what is, is that, that
0: you're allowed to say aye in fact no um, I don't know why I'm justifying this they make noises That's but they it. make they, noises like monkeys some of them when you focus on them are mental like I would do it but I feel like it I'm, should I do it do it do it it's, they, they go eh uh, nyeh nyeh nye.
1: mate I swear, swear to god, god what is that I would, what is that? I would be flying in amongst it with a claw and the hammer but if I not, heard somebody making that noise. You're
0: sitting five feet away from somebody and going,
1: Creeps, Are you
0: alright? <laughs> you know? So it's I, uh, and I mean Nicholas Holmes once, was barking at uh, Tasmina. She was making a speech and he literally started going, Woof, Woof, Woof. <laughs> and, you know, sitting that?
1: What see? is this guy doing? See you in this office, right? Like, I'm uh, laughing, right? Like, because it's funny. Uh, impersonating it's that. I'd, I'd be in his ear now, black, see me go outside. I'm going to punch <laughs> you right <laughs> out of your shoes, pal. That's not and I'm not having that barking. There's a while well, working of on that, and mm. I dug... What, what was her name? Sorry, the Madam Speaker, Eleanor. Eleanor. Uh, Eleanor. So Lange. I'm kind of showing a certain snobbery towards her accent. That's uh-huh. maybe an inverted snobbery. Yeah. I feel there's a, a certain societal notion that colloquial ways of speaking or mm. regional accents is indicative of, like, a lack of intelligence. Mm-hmm. How much do you come up against that? Because... You all know, the, time. all I mean, the time. does that not really piss you off? I would have a major well, chip on my shoulder about it. I, I
0: Aye. Mean, I mean, yeah, I think it's wrong, but I can get it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because um, ultimately, if that's all somebody can pick you up on, uh-huh. then clearly it's because you've got a good point.
1: Do people ever try and use that as a stick to beat in, in a way to sort of discredit you, almost?
0: Um... I don't think anybody's, well, like the Daily Mail and all that, yeah, they're all over it,
1: but. Cause if a it's a we care a bunch laugh, of nasty, I know. I know, if it's. Like, if, it's if a would ma- to see what they come up with next. If the Daily Mail don't like you, then you're doing alright. I'd like,
0: Gran, Gran, look, <laughs> like, the Daily, daily <laughs> Mail says I'm um, out of order. And all my Gran told me she was sick of the sight of my face the Who first week it, after yeah? I was elected. Bang. I've time to open a paper there, yeah.
1: But, <laughs>
0: Unionist Twitter says that about me. Aye, that's true. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, they're yeah. a bunch. they a great bunch of accents. But that's,
0: yeah. but that's the, the same though. Where I get it for both sides though, because mm-hmm. on the one hand I get told that I'm a middle class fraud that I put on this accent, but then in the other hand I'm also called a wee Ned. Yeah. Can't Just look at the way she talks. Um, so yeah, get it. Get it for both sides. Kind of just. Proves to me how redundant it is as an argument, so nah, mm-hmm. I don't let to bother me. No.
1: There's quite a few things that you've pushed for, you've supported, um, mm-hmm. and I'd like to go into them. The first one is now gay pride parades have been taking yeah. place all over the world the past month, I think, in mm-hmm. LGBTQ rights I'm sorry if I'm not saying that right because I feel it yes. the changes all the time uh, mm-hmm. are something you're very vocal on. Mm-hmm. Do you see that as? a personal responsibility because you're a role model for a lot of disenfranchised young gay people? I don't see it as a... No, it's it's an issue that I can
0: personally relate to, but no, it's an issue in and of itself, even if... Or I like to think, even if I was, you know, straight, I'd still be of the same opinions. Mm -hmm. Um, Because ultimately it's... Because I I find it quite interesting that, you know how... it kind of changes every few years what group you're allowed to hate almost, Mm. like it was once the Irish it was once the Polish now it's any immigration now it's just anybody who's brown or not like you in any shape or form Um, so that's always constantly changed but the one constant's always been it's alright to battering LGBT rights mm-hmm. um, and it's only in the last 20 years that we've started to see that shift happening but there's still a hell of a lot of work to do because the, you know, supporting and being an ally is more than just saying, oh, I've not got a problem with gay folk, or, I don't care it's about trying to understand how life has been for LGBT people mm-hmm. and how how we've had such a negative impact and on our lives by the way yeah. things are built and by the way things function just now. And it's only when you take the time to actually understand that that I think you really become an ally as such and that yeah. you have to start to appreciate and see things that you otherwise didn't do. But within the LGBT community, it's totally
1: normal. So we're like, we're used to that uh-huh. <laughs> kind of thing. Is it? So let's just say, I mean, me take me perfect mm-hmm. example: a straight white guy, twenties. Yep. everything's kind of built in my favour. Mm-hmm. So does that then the first the first port of call, so to speak, has to be understanding of the issues that you know people aye, in these it's, groups it's are encountering.
0: It's a listening through. exercise, aye, uh-huh. and it's because ultimately all we have is our own experiences, mm-hmm. and if you really want to change things, you start to look for well, what are the Institutions and sort of structures whether it's in society or actual structures that have you know hindered my life and if you can then get your head around that then uh, you're an ally then because yeah. you've taken the time to actually really reflect and understand and then adapt your own behaviour to right. things um, you know like for instance my brother was he was the first guy in the pub with his big group of pals to go what's wrong with being gay mm-hmm. oh, I'm still that like, so gay uh, what's wrong with it? Oh no, I didn't mean it like that, I was just meaning, you know, like, I I dig know, it but what is wrong with it? Why are you saying that then? So it, uh, that's what it is, it's about actually challenging things that were once considered normal,
1: and as, that's why it's hard. Uh, <laughs> I had this a similar conversation, we interviewed a comedian, Susie McCabe, uh-huh. and uh, we were talking about it, and we said, like, as a wee guy, I would say that, you know, mm-hmm. as a wee a wee boy in a playground I'd be like that's pure gay I used to say it, in Aye, school. And it Aye. I think it's, it's something that's kind of ingrained in the social consciousness and mm-hmm. sort of unconsciously you know using it and you d- kind of realise that's I'm exactly like, it because seeing now I don't get me wrong, I'll hold mm-hmm. my hands up maybe there could be once or twice and I'll say it to my pal mm-hmm. but I kind of immediately it's then jarring to but myself it doesn't feel right I'm then. like wait a minute that's but
0: that's, that's the no thing right. the only reason that you've got to that point where you're actually stopping and going wait that didn't feel right is mm-hmm. because there have been people like my brother for the uh-huh. last 10 years who've been sticking up for the likes of me Aye. by going, no, what is wrong with being gay? Explain it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what you need. Because ultimately, if if you're in a... If, put it this way, right? If you're LGBT+, plus, you can find yourself in a weak situation. You're the weak one, you're the vulnerable one, mm-hmm. you're the one with no power. What you need is a person beside you with the power yeah. to be going no that's not Aye, yeah,
1: it's not happening because
0: that's how you help people um, and I think that that's where a lot of folk just assume I don't care if folk are gay that's them um, I've done enough like, Aye. no it's not you need to appreciate where these cultural things come from how is it now it's a if it to say that's
1: gay Aye. how you, did
0: that change in the last 10 as years as you
1: say there's always been a sort of focused marginalised group that's mm-hmm. kind of getting the pelters and you know it, it then does as you say falls on the people with the power to
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to say hold out a helping hat maybe a, a, a shoulder to shoulder shall we Aye, say it's
0: more just standing Aye,
1: beside somebody that's not one. don't be a prick that's <laughs> kind of how I would I would sort of frame it Um the Another kind of thing I wanted to touch on, and mm-hmm. the answer to this might be no, but you've gone through relative ex- obscurity at uh-huh. the time to intense scrutiny, Hi. and that's sort of accompanied by the immense pressure of the job, mm-hmm. travelling, yep. you know, the physical expenditure, you know, responsibility on your shoulders. Does it ever become a strain for you mentally?
0: Yes. Definitely. I had Paul, you
1: know, Paul Sweeney, MP for mm-hmm. Glasgow North East, I had him in the studio a while back, and he said he struggled to a degree when he first started, because it was just this onslaught oh, of... Aye.
0: Um, yeah, no, it's a awful experience. <laughs> it's truly awful. Because um, it's also, you find yourself in the situation where, because of, you know, one sentence or something somebody else has said, mm-hmm. there's this entire big story and picture painted of you, and you're sitting there like, that, that's not even remotely yeah. true. You know, and that's what I felt at the very start, where, you know, the Daily Mail did have me as just this wee... Ned, that was, you know, how the hell did she get there? Let's, this will be funny watching her fuck it up here. But
1: be smash it right at the what, top. Oh,
0: that's where I was. I thought, let's not pay attention to any of uh-huh. that stuff and just do the job you were here to do. Um, but no, that does start to wear you down because it also impacts how other people approach you. Mm-hmm. And that's like in the very early days, I had to have quite a few very stern conversations with lots of people, mm-hmm. just being. Don't talk to me like that. Who do you you t- No Aye. You can speak you know, and suddenly folk go, Oh my god, right, okay, you're not what I thought you were mm-hmm. um, So that's a process but eventually it's sort of calmed down. But ultimately, yeah, it's you're constantly got a spotlight on you and it's it's one of the few jobs where people immediately dislike you mm-hmm. before they know anything about Aye. you. Um, which is a, a you're starting off on the back foot already they're <laughs> going to
1: categorise you instantly yeah. in your political allegiances you mentioned there about a bit of frustration about being painted and portrayed yeah. in a certain way so I suppose that would then lead me on to the next point about we've all got a digital footprint you know you've said some f- <laughs> right I listen some of the things that we've all, we've all thing we I've had a few stotters, right? So f- I mean first of all we're, mm-hmm. I'm sure we're in complete agreement that we can't always hold things against people for things they said years ago you said maths was shite and yeah. things were creepy I think and I think that's very funny <laughs> there's, uh, you know, there's been other comments and other things that could be said which could be misinterpreted or yeah. blown up in another way mm-hmm. so the one I wanted to bring up was the, the plastic paddies comment now, I'll let you explain mm-hmm. how that came about and then what the backlash was And
0: well first of all this is exactly what I'm talking about you've said there the plastic paddy comment I've never said plastic paddy what I said was Plastic Irish. Right. And that's something that, when I reflect on it now, it's it's not a, a term that I, I would use again. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think it more came from a, a place of anger, but in no shape or form was I talking about you know the Scottish-Irish community mm-hmm. whatsoever. What I was talking about was these folk who were sending me the vilest stuff yeah. and making these big assumptions... When I'm as Irish as they are, I'm also of the Scottish-Irish community, I'm also a baptised Catholic. So Mm -hmm. this idea that I was anti-Irish and anti-Catholic, all stemming from the fact that I didn't like a football team, Mm -hmm. that's just, that's insane to me. And So that's where I, I do regret, you know, letting myself get wound up by that. But it really did get under my skin because I've been, we were brought up, as Thistle supporters specifically because my grandpa back in the day made the choice and what is I sin? bloody (laughs)
1: brutal if Jackie Lowe's listening I'm sorry she's (laughs) she's coming on the podcast and do about that against me
0: (laughs) it's just a reality check it it keeps you grounded but that we we were deliberately brought up um, to stay away from all that Mm. crap because we like football and that's it so for folk to suddenly like I say jump to assuming I'm Anti-Catholic, and anti-Irish. I was complaining about Celtic fans ripping seats out of home. You know, Aye. I awarded it like an immature teenager, but
1: I was raging. I do you know what <laughs> that. That honesty is what I think people really, so, really like and appreciate in you. And but that's
0: that's something where I've I've had to learn, and it's it is always a learning process um, about you know appreciating how sometimes you can say things that you know can cause offence, and that is genuine. So mm-hmm. that's by no means was a you know, referring to Scottish-Irish heritage and it but I just find that my heritage is not diminished or defined by what football team I support, mm-hmm. you know, so, so you for it me it be. was it was just so alien, I thought I cannot be bothered with that, uh-huh. um, or even entertaining it because it's so far for the truth.
1: So, so, by the way, my apologies for saying it the plastic paddies comment. I feel terrible about that. But I think that's how no, things it, it, then become, is, they blow up. It's,
0: it grew from me not liking Celtic mm-hmm. to me being anti-Irish and anti-immigration to then me being anti-Catholic yeah. to then, you know, being a this raging big bigot. I would and say, <laughs> you know, wish.
1: sometimes things just ain't that deep. You know, a comment can be made and <sighs> there is no that, that sort of deep meaning behind that it. That was... Because I, <laughs> I was talking about football, <laughs> so you know. Do you ever get? Do you ever go to for how? get? I to have go got a after? season ticket. Have you?
0: Aye, I've, I've, t- I've had a season ticket for about Christ, that's nearly ten
1: years. Do you, will you get back up the road to London like when you're away? Then?
0: Yeah, I make a point of coming back up the road every week. Right. So uh, usually I fly down a Monday back up a Wednesday or a Thursday depending on what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I to try and make the games.
1: Do the, you, the away games are harder, but. Mm-hmm do you have I, I like going to th- my uh, uncle's a kit man at Sissel is he aye I, I've probably, probably, probably met him <laughs> <laughs> we all know each other aye yeah, so I go and my mate my, my one of my good pals Christy Elliott so he's just left he's oh just, no
3: do you know Christy
1: aye aye. Chris, it was in Ibiza with Christy and, uh,
3: oh
0: brilliant
1: I wonder if he, he'll be listening he
0: signed a top for me did he aye
1: if you it's, want it inside, I've I'll sort I've got it, I'll got it, I'll got it
0: up in the, <laughs> As up if you house. carry
1: it all out yourself. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll speak to a couple I, of people. <laughs> I know, but it was, it was good to help me do no? that.
0: I'm sad to see him go.
1: I know. I'm i am quite pleased he's away to Carlisle because it means I get to go to other... No, of I get course, I <laughs> can that see different that. places. What's that? You're playing near Manchester. So maybe, <laughs> I'm sure his wife will live that if I'm trying to take her away I make <laughs> it. So when you're in London, where do you stay? Have you got a flat, do
0: there? I have got a flat just kind of in the north end there. Cause right. I, I wanted to be an underground journey away from the right, place, okay. so that it's so I can feel like I'm leaving. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because like that, if you fall eleven o'clock at night, once you're done, it is convenient to have a ten minute walk to your flat, but you're still in the centre of Whitehall and everything.
1: Suffocating. Just for me,
0: I was like, no, I need to go out and find a better. Normality, if that's possible in London.
1: <laughs> do you ever get that normality? Like, I know you're saying you come back up the road. Mm. Do you ever hang about? Do you ever get you going? Oh
0: no, up the road, I'm absolutely fine. Aye, cause cause I've still like the I'm still pals with all the same folk that um, I was pals with. Um, still drink the same places I drank, Still go to dancing if I can. Still, still the same person. Aye, but it's yeah I do it when I have time to do it. If you know what mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Your life doesn't stop just because you get a job. Aye. Um, But you also have to be realistic about it, though, and realise that you need to be careful, because, like that, a Daily Mail journalist could be there and turn anything into
1: a big story over nothing. Like you say, having to watch what you're doing, I mean, have you had any sort of run-ins or any... Like, say you're out in the night out. Aye. do Do you have to have people around you? Are people friendly? What's it like?
0: Um... No, most folk are brand new with me, eh, on the whole. I have had a few, you know, encounters, but mm-hmm. easily dealt with. Because you, you deal with drunken tubes the same way you always have. Kind of, aye, <laughs> so aye, aye. I, I've always known how to do that, so it's, it's no different now. Um, and I think sometimes that gives folk a fright, when... They come up and they start trying to give me a hard time, and I will say, "Well, I'm out with my family." now.
3: Uh-huh. I think you can write pop- me an email. And, uh, no,
0: but I pay your wages. Well, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> I, I always just say, where will just stay." No, you're not my patch. <laughs> <laughs> so it,
1: it's, but I uh, you know you. Very few and far between that uh, uh, every, People are all talking. Isn't it's more on more online. Uh, I
0: it's, uh, it's more online exactly. Um, so not in person. Most folk are fine. They can get sometimes it can get a wee bit too much. Mm-hmm. You know, or you can suddenly have a queue
1: forming and it's like, well, <laughs> People probably see you as this abstract thing. You know, they, l- less Aye. as a person, but just that's Mary who we see on TV probably most times in the House of Commons or mm-hmm. in a sort of professional setting. So they might maybe seeing you, they would either be, be taken aback by the fact that you're a very normal person or they would otherwise see you as, again, as I say, this abstract thing. Aye. I don't know. I just get some weird looks,
0: <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like when I'm out, I'm not paying attention to that. Uh, I to noise. have a laugh, so it's it's only if something, you know, becomes a situation that it, mm-hmm. it even crosses my mind. But other than that, no, I'm just living my life. Quite right, and it for hell. <laughs> there's never any.
1: <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so, that. There's no, that, so. We're all too busy licking our own wounds <laughs> to <laughs> inflict others. <laughs> uh, society-wise. Something I've mm-hmm. discussed. I had, so I had somebody on the show who was previously a youth worker um, at a like, sort of secure unit for children. Mm-hmm. Went on to, No, sorry, he started off as a police officer and the community was working there in a secure unit and he's now a prison officer. Mm-hmm. And we discussed the cycle of addiction in line mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. offending. And mm-hmm. we kind of got on to the conversation of not viewing drug addiction as... Um, a crime, Aye. but looking at it as, a health, you know, as a health issue. Yeah. Now, in January 2018, you mm-hmm. were a signatory for Safer Drugs Consumption yep. Facility Pilot Scheme in Glasgow.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, tell me what, what you think about that, because it's something that I feel, I've seen a few newspapers yeah. a couple of other MPs really pushing that agenda and I think it would benefit it's, everybody.
0: It's one of these things where, like that, you want to pull your hair out, particularly in Westminster, because anybody who has really Done the research into this mm-hmm. and has looked at this, can see that this is the best option. This will help save people mm. because that one of the one of the big problems with drugs as well is that because we're treating it as a crime, we have no idea the scale of it really because mm. it's const- people are constantly trying to hide it. Um, so that's where you end up or folk end up in these vicious cycles where they become addicted and they can't tell anybody about it, so right. they end up being forced into living this almost secret life to be able to, you know, fund their life. So it's it's pretty... It's, it's a grim situation, so to have a safe place where people can come, because do you know what? They're going to do it anyway. At least if they've got somewhere where they can come, free of judgement, where they know you're getting clean stuff and you're going to get somebody there who can help mm-hmm. now if you're not ready it'd be because remember recovery is a process as well, oh, yeah. it's appreciating that you know it, it ties in with mental health so much as well so it's quite often it's things you can't see that are needing fixed yeah. and that's where you unfortunately do need to have the patience and the time to work with someone so that's the best play, way to do that is to be able to provide a safe space for them Definitely. to fight their battle. Almost, do you know what I mean? And even just from a health point of view, the having clean needles will make a massive difference.
1: Aye. It, would, it would start eradicating so mm-hmm. many issues. Even so just the, the criminal element of people yep. looking to fund it. Yep. Um, I would also like to and I suppose this is quite um, a blasey way of saying mm-hmm. this, but I'd like to get it right up drug dealers because the misery that they're causing exactly. is just an absolute...
0: For me, that's the the biggest argument for legalising drugs overall mm-hmm. is not only... Do, or decriminalising, certainly, because you start to learn the scope yeah. of it. You can make tax money off it, Aye. which is a fortune, and it takes it out of the drug dealers. Because the only reason they're in control of this stuff and creating these... These situations where incredibly vulnerable people feel forced into behaving horribly Mm -hmm. um, they thrive off that so if you take them out of the situation and actually put in something where real help can be found and where they won't be exploited then that's how you start to tackle the problem Um, so for me it's totally logical, makes sense
1: I think also cocaine use as a major epidemic is linked to deteriorating mental health Mm and the Uh, unbelievably disproportionate suicide Mm -hmm. rate we're seeing especially in, in young guys I mean imagine you taxed you know, cocaine consumption, mm-hmm. even just for the House of Commons alone. Yep. Imagine the money you'd make in tax off <laughs> of that. Are
0: you meaning me personally? Not, not you personally. Not you personally. <laughs> but A couple of other guys,
1: maybe. I'm not even any names. Cause I don't want to suit, But you know, you know, we on top of it. i that guy who's standing outside the House of Commons with his eyes like saucers when I talk about Brexit. That Scottish guy. I'll say no more. Aye. Um, <laughs> There's I mean, a
0: few of them
1: that look quite fleeing at times. Uh, like at all times. Is, <laughs> a few. Is, yeah, is that something that's come up? You know, any of your constituents talking to you? Because mm-hmm. I feel like the cocaine. Epidemic or oh, the cocaine use mm-hmm. is through the roof and the suicide epidemic is off the scale. Wait, I,
0: I've dealt with it in terms of individuals being affected oh. by it, but not so much as a you know, here's a big problem that's happening, yeah, and let's work towards it. So, because as, as with all things in politics, ultimately, in order to tackle a certain area you need to appreciate that there's few people in there who are real experts on this. They've been the ones living the experience at, with, working with drug addicts. Um, they're the ones that we need to listen to. And see, trying to convince a shower of arrogant Tories mm-hmm. to listen to your Sandra, <laughs> you Hi. know, Pollock, who's been working for 30 years helping folk it's that's the tough part <laughs> is trying to get them to see that she's actually the expert on this yeah, you should be listening to her I know she knows what works and what doesn't um, so aye it's the nature of politics isn't
1: it aye
0: and depressing myself
1: I know god <laughs> fuck <for laughs> right shall we just wrap it there I'm, what's I'm gonna, I'm gonna going? go for a walk and try and clear my head <laughs> nah. Uh, public speaking, another thing I wanted yeah. you to... You're a very accomplished public speaker. Thank you. Made in speech in the House of Commons went viral. Aye, it was I inspiring. Went with, yeah. Now, you, I mean, do you, did that sort of catapult you into... I don't even know the term I'm looking for, which is great as an interviewer when I can't kind of think <laughs> of that I'm looking for. But basically, you know, you know you're know, speaking to the House of Commons and usually that's something that is very much contained within that, but mm-hmm. before we know it, you're being discussed on loose women.
0: Aye. I was a, an answer on pointless were you aye, what was the question he texts me I, I think it was the who's the youngest and they didn't get it that's so, <laughs>
1: so he texts you, me you're not well, you know that so famous so
0: that's, I, take, I, I take pointless that, man <laughs> that's me I, I'm done I've peaked too I, I mean, soon
1: I mean like 10 million views <laughs> I saw you speak in the Oxford Union oh uh, aye, that debate is well debate. Aye. that was impressive again I would have shot myself cause <laughs> it's just I don't know if it's just the environment yeah every time I've seen you on TV very engaging is it, are these qualities that you've kind of well first of all I'd say do you think you are so engaging and so passionate and so captivating mm-hmm. I would say because what you're speaking about is you're very passionate about the subject or can you apply that to anything you're speaking about
0: no I can apply it to anything cause, show, show like, because <laughs> I'm a bit because I'm about to tell you because the way my my logic works is I just think well if I'm going to have an opinion on something uh, on a certain area, yep. I better go do my homework first. Mm-hmm. And If you do your homework properly and you study through everything and figure out what it is that you actually think then by the time you've done all that, you've done all the work so
1: uh-huh. the You're confidence prepared.
0: comes naturally almost. So that's how like oh, I make a point, I say it to folk that I, I don't go in and talk every week and in every debate mm. um, because I think that's part of the problem in Westminster is that folk just got up and like the sound of their own voice. But also, I feel like you have to be adding something. So if it, if I'm talking about something, it's because I've really thought about it and I've really done the homework on it. So that's mm-hmm. where that confidence comes from. Naturally, if you caught me offhand and just wanted to talk about stuff, I'd probably be a bumbling mess. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's, it's talking is not a strong point. <laughs> in my day to day life. So there you
1: have it. Uh, if anybody's looking to become an accomplished public speaker, just go and I am do your con. research. I'm I, nothing I, but a Do your research and just just blag it, basically. That is, that basically there, it. That, that's your headline if there the sun's listening. Up. Mary Black just blags it. <laughs> uh, right, another thing I keep saying, I I want to talk about, but I've just got so much what I want to ask am. you about. Right, so at 16, mm-hmm. as, a, as a UK citizen, you're old enough, the government deem you old enough to have sex and have children.
3: To join pay taxes
1: the to the government, join mm-hmm. the army to fight, and wars that the government got involved in. Yet yeah, mm-hmm. you're not deemed old enough to vote yeah. in a general election. So in July 2016, you voted in favour of reducing the voting age to 16. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you share the same thoughts as me on that? As a further reasoning for uh, you, for you, I imagine that's that?
0: probably the same thoughts because it is exactly mm-hmm. that. It's, you can't have give adult responsibility for some things but not other things. And especially if you're wanting to tax 16-year-olds and then telling them that they can't have a say in what those taxes are spent on. And who's taxing
1: them, aye.
0: Um, But also, I think we would see change in things like uh, age discrimination with pay. Mm -hmm. Because I still find it shocking.
1: That's absurd, isn't it?
0: Aye, if... I do exactly the same job as somebody else but because I'm younger I get paid less and that. how does that right. work
1: I worked at when I was 16 and 17 mm. I worked in WH Smith in uh, Queen Street and Central Station yeah now I'm working beside the woman let's call her Sandra right we'll <laughs> change her name Sandra. so that nobody's harmed in the retelling of this story now Sandra was a lazy <laughs> boot I did all the work <laughs> I did everything I was on the tills uh-huh. I was restocking <laughs> everything I was dealing with customers stock Mm-hmm. She did nothing, but she got paid more money than me. Aye. That's just an absurd notion, eh? Just it because is, she happened to it's, it's be unjustifiable.
0: a model. So that but that's the kind of thing where if sixteen year olds were allowed to vote in every election, mm-hmm. I imagine we'd start seeing things like that changing because there would be more voices saying, Yeah, this isn't acceptable Whereas right now what's happening is there's only few folk who it doesn't affect who are now arguing yeah. the position but it doesn't affect me anymore. Do you know what I mean? I'm older than sixteen, so
1: still unfair. I,
0: it's, but it is still really unfair. So you, I think if the more involved you get, young folk, the better your politics is overall, and the more invested they'll be in it for the rest of their lives.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, while we're on the subject of voting, mm-hmm. you know, you voted for the implementation of the proportional representation voting system yep. for electing MPs, and that's a point I also made to a friend, Paul Sweeney, mm-hmm. when he was in, and he was somewhat sceptical, but I think it's the best way for us to have a, a more fairly yeah. represented House of Commons. I mean, I think that as well. Aye. The first past the post is done, is it not? It's,
0: it should be. So, <laughs> This is where also fundamentally, I support independence because the example I always give folk is uh, the city of London has 72 MPs I believe Scotland has 59
1: Hold on a minute Right Hard the bus
0: One city can outvote the second largest nation in this union huh. So and it happened regularly. So and that's how when I'm saying look, oh Westminster's designed so that you can't get things done. I
1: didn't even as was a, that many, even it? as
0: an opposition MP, I'll go and I'll get something right on, on the agenda. Mm-hmm. Boom, let's have a vote on it. doesn't matter. What it takes is one city to turn that, and we're outvoted. For me, that's not democracy. No, that's absolutely just, not. It's we've been conned into this. <laughs> it, it does not work. Um, so I I think the proportional representation is the best because it also forces political parties to find common ground yes and the biggest problem in Westminster is the tribal party
1: politics it's pathetic somebody said that to me they said oh no because then you would have to have a coalition I'm like you see as if compromise and fucking work together is a bad thing exactly if if you want to
0: change the culture of politics you need to change the system and by you know Tinkering the edges and stuff, aye, that might help some folk, but if you want to actually change things, you have to have a radical change. Uh-huh. Um, so aye, no, I know I totally think that the voting system should be changed. Aye.
1: I'm just I can't believe there's that many constituencies in the oh, city aye. of London. Aye. I know there's a lot of people. There's more people there than there is in the whole of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could still smash them, but if it came to it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, we're mental. We right, are soft. They're just used to having everything handy to them. We've had to fight for things.
0: I'll stay up the back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll kill kind of be running about the middle, like, kidding on. Like, remember, well, I say, do you remember as if mm-hmm. ah, you were always up gang fighting? I wasn't, but you're aware of what it was. You we know, <laughs> yeah. just running kind of chasing each other. I'd be, like, at the back, pretending ah, to be all, fighting. We've
0: all seen somebody we're machete in their joggies <laughs> at some point in Glasgow.
1: <laughs> uh, you you and your maiden speech You quoted Tony Benn mm-hmm. uh, When he was talking about Some people are signposts What was he you said Some people are signposts And some people are wind- Weathercocks ah, right, aye, we- So
0: it's Weathercocks just spin Whatever way the, the wind goes
1: Whatever way public opinion goes But then you get signposts mm-hmm. you, Now you're, you're a signpost And you're very Now there may be people Try listen- to be There will be people <sighs> Listening to this Who will be Anti-Scottish independence mm-hmm. And that's fine um, That's all part of the debate But yep. we're here to speak to you So I'm going to say at this point, I'm not going to apologise <laughs> no. for coming into the yeah. debate. You know, when I spoke to Paul Sweeney, he was mm-hmm. anti-independence. Yep. That's fine. Um, <laughs> sorry, did you hear that? Sorry, Paul. Um, so but we'll I, talk about that now. Do, do you see that coming for us as a nation?
0: Um, oh, God, aye. I, I think it's an inevitable, but how we get there mm-hmm. is the big question. Um, my worst fear has always been that eventually there will come a point where it's actually Westminster that go, no, we're cutting you off now. You're Uh, of no use to us anymore. Because I I remember saying that in 2014, where, you know, folk were obviously going to vote no, and I was saying, look, if you think Scotland was genuinely an economic drain, if we were genuinely being subsidised by England, do you think the Tories would keep us? They won't even pay for a spare bedroom. They will not let folk have... You know, so many things, and yet you're trying to tell me that all out the goodness of their heart, they're going to sustain Aye. an entire. No, it's because so. we're of value, and that's the one fact that they constantly try to hide from us, um, and constantly try to put down. And that's where I can I find it quite depressing because, of course, I respect that folk arrive at different decisions, but for me, their decision though isn't logical. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out the logic behind it, because no matter what angle I come at it from, I go, no, but I want to be in charge of my own country. I want to be able to know that when I vote, it actually does mean something, rather than it being sending somebody down to Westminster just to be outvoted every single time. Uh, You know, so it's, Mm -hmm. for me, I think it's more just about engaging with all the arguments and... Logic eventually, I think, just leads folk towards independence.
1: Um, I don't know if you would share this opinion. Mm-hmm. So, so I was living was in Barcelona and I was coming back on the day of the referendum announcement, mm-hmm. and I was deflated. I was gutted. Yeah. I was devastated. It I felt lacked, like a death. Oh, I I landed and uh, I landed in Cl- Presswick Airport that mm-hmm. night to read the reports of stabbings in Buchanan Street yeah. in George Square, and I was just absolutely gutted. Then I sort of had this notion, so it was 55 against 45%. Mm -hmm. And I kind of started thinking, what if we'd won it 52% against 48 and it was, you know, right down the Mm -hmm. middle? And let's just say, in times of economic uncertainty globally, uh, and also in terms of, you know, culturally, socio politically across across Mm -hmm. the planet, things are very unstable. And I thought to myself, right, what would be the worst outcome? if things didn't go away it would have been a fractured nation we would have been sort mm-hmm. of pulling in two different directions and I sort of had a wee bit of I don't want to say a premonition because everybody predicted mm-hmm. it but I thought right Tories for another five years minimum mm-hmm. and it's going mm-hmm. to be a lot more the possibility of Brexit dismantling the NHS absolutely attacking the welfare state all these things Boris and Johnson
0: as Prime Minister oh my
1: it? god almighty I so would I mean, rather put a Labrador in a Superman said, costume and down in Downing street than him. Had you
0: said all of those things you've just listed to aye. somebody in 2014, they go, "Don't be stupid." Don't
1: I mean. be stupid. And I remember and thinking, here we are. Aye, I remember thinking, "This maybe we need to go through this absolute hellish mm-hmm. time to convince people or to show them look, there is an alternative."
0: I mean, if that is the case, then that's pretty depressing. You've got to hurt folk before they can realise. I know it, it is because I'm. I don't. I don't think that's necessary. I think it's. We, we've got to find ways of engaging people into realizing. Look, do you see what's happening here? Mm-hmm. This is how they work. This is how this functions. When they say that, what they actually mean is this, uh-huh. or the reason they think that is because based on something that's not true. Um, and I think there's also got to be an appreciation that for. The the psyche almost the collective psyche of Scotland has constantly been belittled by mm. Westminster. Has constantly been, uh, you know, the Scottish cringe. It's it's always oh, are you talking about Scotland again? Sit down. You know, same when we're in Westminster, it's always like get a rest. And you think,
1: neighbour, mate, you're from Leamington Spa. Who are you talking to? But it's also you're going.
0: But this is the system that you seem to love so much. So, it It's bizarre. The, the lack of confidence that some folk have, I think, is understandable given how we've been treated by
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, consecutive Westminster governments. Um, so trying to crack that and giving people the confidence to see we're better than this. Mm-hmm. There's an entire world out there that you, know, know. That you don't know about. Um, so one, I one c- thing I um, think
1: is quite important or quite pertinent to talk about as we we come in the run up to perhaps another referendum. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I personally would hope soon, um, and I don't apologise for saying that. It's my show. I'll say what I want, <laughs> um, and I'm I'm open to rational debate and all no. that. Right? I'm not. This isn't the BBC, right? This right. is Sean McDonald. <laughs> but there's does that? I don't want to use this term because it boils my blood, but I'm going to say it like okay. cybernet. And by that, what I mean is yeah. people who can. Oh, we know they exist. Oh, I, and <laughs> okay. people, you know people people who can be quite vitriolic. Yep. Uh, and you know how how do we sort how do we counteract that and how do we engage people in rational debate? Because you know if you insult somebody, they're just mm-hmm. going to shut off. Yeah,
0: totally. I, th- I think it it's a combination of education and compassion. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's having the patience to appreciate that somebody's coming from a totally different angle than you but you need to at least try and understand what got them there and if you're wanting to do anything productive and I think that also by because also educating yourself isn't like an end event you don't arrive, it's a process that you have to do your entire life Um, and I think a lot of folk don't do that (laughs) and then just go online and think and start Tighten away without really reflecting on things um, I know I did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christ some of the things I wish I hadn't said no anything. me
1: too me too. you, know what I mean? so you learn as you go I, uh, it was five years ago so
0: there's so I can't believe it don't say that um, but I, there's, there's so many different factors but fundamentally it's just got to be like, be a bit compassionate mm-hmm. make sure you're informed if you're going to be talking about something because as well the the amount of fake stories that can spread both in unionist twitter and within the yes side is scary and i know it's a problem that's happening all over the world right now
1: what i would i would personally hope for a more progressive dialogue yeah um, you know conversation Uh, separate politics from the personal side um it's it's easier said than done because we all get hit up but you also need to always
0: appreciate that it is personal You know, it's a a fine balance to be struck, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, because for instance uh, if you're talking about gay rights or LGBT rights, Mm -hmm. that does, that has a personal impact on me, so I'm I'm going to be emotional about that, but at the same time that's then on me to keep a lid on that and try and be objective. So you know, so it's got to work on both sides where folk have got to be understanding and.
1: Did a lot of the Tories not abstain last night from the the vote in the Northern Ireland vote?
0: Uh, yeah, I quite a few folk abstained.
1: So these, how can you know these people? I saw Boris Johnson uh, tweeting mm-hmm. about pride and some. I won't yeah. repeat the some of the things I I saw ah. quoted. Still. Oh, even Kay Burley? <laughs> Right, see yeah. when Kay Burley's digging you up that's I when you I, know you're a prick
0: you're. You've really that's
1: done like, it here, By the way, Joseph Goble says you are gone a bit far with the propaganda, like that's what that, I would liken that to Joseph, my Joseph's out of here come on, by the way, can I, I say that, that? That's a bit misleading Aye <laughs> um, So I mean, that, that's, if you are ever considering voting for Tory, first of all you can Unsubscribe for this, and uh, then you can take a wee look at <laughs> what happened a to the more
0: compassionate fo- debate. Well, do you know what? reasonable
1: <laughs> chat? <Or carry laughs> unsubscribe, do as I say that as I do? You know I and mean? <laughs> uh, moving forward, so you're saying you you don't want to be an MP forever because yeah. fuck that, yeah, exactly. Um, what, what do you have any ideas where you see yourself going? I mean, the world's your oyster, isn't it? No, I mean... When was the last time Andy used the World's Euro? He still, like, 1995? Paint the town red. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Kick off your heels, <laughs> let your hair down. There are cliches, can uh, I say? Can we edit
0: that out? Um, honestly, I don't know. I, I truly don't know. I would know that fundamentally I'll have to be doing something that feels... What's the word? Uh, I've got to feel like, oh, I've done something today. Hi. Mm-hmm. You know, I mind, I mind saying this in first year and everybody laughing at me because they says, "Would you want to be when you're old a little bit job? And I says, I just want to help folk. And they're all ah. like, <laughs> it's like a us. And of course, the minute it came out my face, I'm like, oh God, what did you say that for? That's Jesus, obviously that's come already. from a very
1: true altruistic perspective but within it, yourself though. I truly
0: really don't know how else to word it. Uh-huh. I, it's the only time that I feel like I'm doing something useful is if you give me a wee problem and then tell me, Right, go fix it. And I'm all like, right, okay.
1: Right, <laughs> We're going there. My grass is getting quite long. Do you want to cut it? Here's,
0: he's. Well, when I'm off uh, next week? Are you? No. <laughs> <Get on. laughs> do, you ever, do you ever get off? Do you ever get any? I am getting holidays in August, I think. But, August, yeah. aye. But we'll wait and see. We've still got a new prime minister to come, so who knows what will happen. That'll
1: be some laugh, won't it? <sighs> laugh. Do you ever feel crying,
0: like? How how good would
1: like, it be if they just played the Benny Hill theme tune in the House of Commons? I feel like it would be appropriate. It's... Do you know what, no, it wouldn't even be funny because it's it's
0: so bad in there now, it's like beyond a joke almost, Mm -hmm. and especially when you've got truly a, a dangerous, dangerous, unprincipled liar going to be Prime Minister. A guy who's said the most racist, homophobic, bigoted crap that have, has fallen out the face of a politician even his years. own
1: sister was digging him up for and, being a liar the other and day and
0: he's and there he is he's just going to be anointed Prime Minister and none of us get a say in it
1: and we didn't even vote for them
0: better together
1: are we fuck <laughs> that should be the slogan
0: <laughs> we'll need to copyright
1: that I know Nicola <laughs> don't you dare thing, what's Nicola Sturgeon like in the pub she's a good laugh good boy
0: ah she's a good laugh aye That's good sense of humour quite witty.
1: Do you ever see yourself running, as an, uh, becoming an MSP or are you, you're in the big league, you're in the House of Commons?
0: No, I mean see, I just think whatever I do I'll need to have a purpose to it. Yeah. So if the situation were to arise where I think actually that's a good opportunity to really get something done, then I but at, at this moment in time no. I'm
1: Away for work apart from going to see Thistle. Mm-hmm. You know, for a couple of drinks with you, you know, what do you do? Chill out because you must. It must be quite hard uh, to switch I, off. I
0: do you chill out. <laughs> You'll like this one, right? I'm digging up my own back garden now. Oh, Are yeah. you? You've got hand. You've got stresses <laughs> with your grass, right? I've not even got grass. <laughs> it's just it's like mud. <laughs> over there. And uh, I got a linear pickaxe to just start getting all the stones up and everything. So I was doing that, and it was the next day after I dug up the hole. I was in. Uh, a surgery and it was, it was somebody came in they didn't have an issue but they just came in wanting to talk to me and like that I was going I, right I need to get out of this conversation my god would you stop and then all I could think about was the pickaxe going <laughs> you <laughs> <in the soil. laughs> so that I'm going to say that's my hobby right, okay. Is that <laughs> that's just lots of stress <laughs> by <laughs>
1: smashing your
2: pickaxe that's <laughs>
0: that's my new technique off, off. the top play your
2: playstation Know. <laughs> <laughs> just when we going
0: <laughs> That's true. I do I like playing the PlayStation. Uh, I, like PlayStation I like the PlayStation. Do you like the PlayStation? i just watch still game there. I know.
1: And <laughs> 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 you heard all that rapper music. Well, i And I like it. I know. What do you play on the PlayStation? Uh,
0: I've got. I've just finished Call of Duty. I've got. Uh, oh, I bought that new one. Uh, Nathan Drake, is it? Don't Lane, know. Something like that. It's like an Indiana Jones game, right. but without the hat. And that's pretty cool And FIFA I love
1: a game I think yes FIFA. that's now we so I play FIFA my wee cousin Thomas always absolutely smashes me at it which is annoying because see when he was younger Aye. I'd play him and I'd be like hey, he was a lot so there's, what's, what difference has mean Thomas 10 years between us now if I play him he just humiliates me <laughs> but as a wee guy Aye. I used to absolutely tank him and I hadn't noticed it Scordly, yeah, slowly, slowly. The margin was getting <laughs> yeah. smaller. and I was like, "Shit!" And then we kind of got to a point. Where I was like, "I see, don't like no, it anymore." I'm
0: that sad that I still play the 2018 version because we'll Thistle are n- in it. Mm. Aye,
1: ah, <laughs> this new one. I, I struggle with. It. I can't tackle.
0: I've just it's cause Thistle aren't in it. I can't bring myself to actually
1: buy it. Stick with 18. Aye, uh, it's too. The year is 2032. Too four. Two. still <laughs> Mary's still playing FIFA 18. I know. I
0: know. Here, I did a Hudlit. Pro F8 up until I was 20 or something <laughs> <kept> playing that <laughs> just got stuck on it
1: Retro it's like an old arcade game aye
0: no so I, I, I like that and also I like eh, a lot of st- music you know so I either playing it or listening to it or whatever play the guitar I uh, play the guitar play the piano a wee bit you can get a tune out the drums
1: do you hear that get listen to just like bass. you and me play the playstation <laughs>
0: aye oh do you know what I'm right into the now and he's got to be raging that I bring this up, right? Love Island,
1: right? Okay, so right. This is actually I will have spoken about. As you heard me talk about in the intro, shall I say, we're recording live at LP Studios with my mate Lorenzo, the main man, and he's also Lorenzo's got a Love Island podcast. Yeah, right. So you should <gasps> get on it. You it's got a podcast. Come
3: on, we're on oh my
1: god <laughs> yeah wait a minute i watch Love Island all the time as well <laughs> yes I would, I would love to come on it's with, it's with Paul Black and oh
0: Paul Black I meant to say that's, he's my pal is that's he like eh? I,
1: there you go Paul Paul's his big brother Johnny Right.
0: Right. I so the the, always been kicking about with him. So I was listening to his podcast before I came.
1: Right. So Paul's on the Love Island podcast, right? (laughs) Never mind voting system, decriminalisation of drugs. You know the Westminster public speaking, mental health, political participation. Forget all that. Love Island. This is the real chat, right? Who's your favourite? At this moment in time, it's Ovi. See, do you see he keeps quoting that don't be a menace <laughs> <essentially>? <laughs> it's
0: it just no matter what he's doing is in he's in the corner cool. just being sound
1: he's absolutely killing it.
0: not but you know, I find it fascinating to watch <laughs> partly oh, for loads of different reasons but see even just watching how heteros get together it's alien to me like, see, because it's all very, very heterosexual yeah. and everything, and they all talk about, you know, going up and dancing and all their experiences and everything. I'm like, is this what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, wow. I can't believe that y- you would put up with that. Oh, my God. So it's pure educational S- for uh, me. <laughs> some of the...
1: Some of the... I, I mean, I, I watch it, right? I've watched it for, for a couple of yeah. years, um... And I watch every episode uh-huh. and I spend I've got it's my mine head, I've, I've got my head in my hands right for you listener who can't see this I, uh-huh. I scream at the TV <laughs> I shout I swear like I go off my nut and uh-huh. I'm like well, that was good. Though, fall the like see, it, I
0: can I can feel my IQ just falling aye, after every episode, but you be. can't help it. It's just you get so invested in
1: it. I know. I think you know as well. It's good to switch off and just watch this. Well, that's the thing. TV. I
0: started watching it as my switch-off telly, mm-hmm. and I've ended up obsessed with it, just fascinated. That's
1: This will probably divide people, but Tommy and Molly May I'm no buying it. Right. That is an act.
0: Right. See if you buy any of the relationships as being actual real uh, aye right have a word for yourself the, the lassie sure. Amy <laughs> once talk. they all get out of the villa we'll see what happens right, <laughs> so we've
1: been in it for what four weeks three and a half weeks and that last Amy saying my ex and I was hello. in love and I'm like right like, hello <laughs> car <Carstairs." laughs> like, we've got somebody for you because you know this guy for it. she's just... talking it's not been four years, pal. <laughs> but it
0: must be so intense as well, though.
1: Uh, I, I suppose they in. say like a day's like six. Still, as well, loads. Of it's so fake, like clearly aye. set up. That's yes, aye.
0: But I we want the drama.
1: I just yeah. want to see fighting <laughs> <in> tears, <laughs> and tears and barnies and betrayal and deception. Like give me what I want. I want Producers drama. <laughs> set it up so they're all fighting. Like just put in some mad ladies man and some. Lassie, who is yeah. a man's lady, What do you call that? Somebody who is... Con- I'm going to watch my words here. Oh, oh, Confi- he confident with? within herself, as she should be, because this is an equal and just society. <laughs> uh, and and we—that <laughs> that is a message that we endorse on this show, as you well have heard. Um, I just want to see fireworks, man. I want uh, to see fine.
0: I, ju- I just find it more interesting just to watch. and There's... Like, Tommy as well, at times, I just... I don't know he's, he's so well, I don't mean this offensively but he's, he comes across as quite simple sometimes but I like it he's just aye, quite simple value I'll just do this I'll do that I'm I don't th- like her I'm with her aye, <laughs> okay, aye, aye. straight straightforward. Sort of well, I'll go ca- with that
1: caveman-esque like, <laughs> you know, fair play I am bet he's not got any sort of existential crisis going on his head man has, <laughs> <laughs> his head is pure plain of. sailing that we know of aye. Aye. <laughs> but aye
0: no, so it's, that's my, my guilty pleasure at the minute
1: magic um, well we should probably get that sorted next time you're up come on the Love Island podcast the Love Island one I, I don't, don't know, know if I'd
0: love that then Jesus I mean that's committing isn't it.
1: that is right look there she's bottled it already
0: it's a, it's at least I, Love Island I can change the channel and then just kid myself that I, I didn't watch the full thing but typical no.
1: politician say she come podcast. on it she's <laughs> gone back no word isn't it I think we've talked about it quite a lot um, I'm not going to hold you too long hold you mm. hostage we will unchain you for the radiator <laughs> is there anything else you can I want to touch on do you want to say how, how um, much you love this show how much you love me whatever you I mean not putting words in your mouth you? it's, it's
0: been it's been an absolute joy a pleasure humbling experience I want to thank God I want to thank uh, my friends I want to thank Bill Murray and
2: <laughs> the Colonel Yo, Chuck, what's the move, man? I was on my way up here to the studio, you know what I'm saying? And this brother stopped me and asked me, yo, what's up with that brother, Chucky D? He swear he nice. I said, yo, the brother don't swear he nice. He knows he's nice, you know what I'm know saying? What I'm saying? Yeah, so, Chuck, I got a feeling you're turning into a public enemy, man. Now, remember that line you was kicking to me on the way out to L.A., and Queens, Queens yeah. while we was in the car on our way to the shop? But well, yo, right now, kick the
3: bass for them brothers and let them know what, what goes on. Oh. Record, that Lips bigger than Jaggernaut sagging. Sprawling backwards, I'ma leave it at that. That yeah, got nothing to do with that. Shut their on. backs, expose those cats. Who poses heroes, take advantage of blacks. The government's gangs, it's so cut to crap. A war going on, so hey, where go. y'all at? I want just take responsibility. Ask the police well, who's stopping you from killing me. This ass is the ass, of loop by PE. If it's I, I say that we believe in TV. It's rich think about snitches. Watch the masses move as a massive switches. System distant, my belly missed her. My soul is just to save my brothers and sisters. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up.
2: That's right, Chuck, man. That's what you gotta do. You got to tell them just like that, you know what I'm saying? Cause, yo, let me tell you a little something, man. These brothers running around, hard-headed, they get a little jealous, you know what I'm saying? Just like that. You know, they try to bring you down
3: with them. But, yo, Chuck, you got to tell them just, just like, like that, that. Screaming gangster 20 years later, of course, it does what consciousness faded. New generations believing in them fables. Gangster bookie on two turntables. So no love, so it's easy to hate it. Desecrate why the colon waited? Any given Sunday, so we all waited. With slavery, lynching, and them drugs infiltrated. Like that, that. I'm like that doll, Chucky, baby. Keep coming back to live, love, life like I'm crazy. Keep it moving, rising to the top. Drug free, clean living, you don't this stop. Like that, that, that. Revolution means change. Don't look at me strange, so I can't repeat what the rappers be saying. If you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. Harder than you think is a beautiful thing. get up, get up, get up.
2: That's right, Chuck, man. That's what you got to do. You got to tell them just like that, that. You know what you I'm know? saying? Because, yo, let me tell you a little something, man. These brothers running around hard. They get a little jealous. You know what I'm saying? Just like that. You know, they try to bring it down with them. But, yo, Chuck,
3: you got to tell them just like that, that. So it's time to leave. Preview so you two can review what we do. Twenty years in this business, how you sell she wins. People bear witness. Thank you for letting us be ourselves. So don't mind me if I repeat myself. These simple lines be good for your health. To keep them crime rhymes on the shelf. Live, love, life like you just don't care. Five thousand leaders never scared. Rain the noise is the moment they feared. Still a beautiful idea. Get up, throw your hands in the air. Get up, and show sure no fear. Get up if y'all really care. We 20 years. Now get up. Yeah, that's right. Republic's gonna be number one in New York. Public gonna be number
2: one in Philly. Public gonna be number one in D.C. Public gonna be number one in Cleveland, Ohio. Also, Republic's gonna be number one in St. Louis. Public gonna be number one in New Jersey. And Wesley. Also, enemy number one in Cincinnati. Public enemy number one in Detroit. Public enemy number one in Oakland. Public enemy number one in Baltimore. Public enemy number one in Miami. Public enemy number one in Indiana. Also, public enemy number one in LA. Also, public enemy number one in Alabama, y'all. Public enemy number one in Tennessee. Public enemy number one in Mississippi. (laughs) The battle is dead. The fight is dead.
3: Everyone, I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. And, and we're Los Angeles. Angeles. Strivectin is a brand that's long been regarded as top-tier skincare by professionals of all kinds. We personally love how all of Strivectin's products are backed by science. If you're looking for an eye cream to help smooth the appearance of crow's feet and under-eye puffiness, Strivectin's new intensive eye concentrate for wrinkles plus is proven to do so starting in just five days. To learn more, visit Strivectin.com.